Today, Dahi will meet a real-life superhero who stands up for those who are afraid. A year before Hollywood's Me Too movement, there was a Navajo reckoning. It was started by one courageous leader. I'm Laurel Morales. This is Changing Woman. I'm Janita Benali. And I'm Dahi Tiahem Benali. Call the 23rd Nomination Council Summer Session to order at 10.55. July 20th, 2016 was a typical day in Window Rock, Arizona. That's the capital of the Navajo Nation. Delegates were discussing health care, veteran services, and a Little League team fundraiser. But near the end of the meeting, the speaker gave the floor to Amber Kanazba Krati, the only female council delegate. Madam Chair. Uh, thank you, Speaker. Um, I appreciate the time. I have um, some serious concerns that I want to raise. Delegate Crady stood up and looked directly at the speaker. I have witnessed and I have seen current delegates engage in inappropriate behavior that needs to stop. We must look at leadership and look at our role and how we continue to allow the system of rape and of sexual assault to perpetuate here on the Navajo Nation. I want to see speaker for the record. I want to acknowledge as a political appointee that I was physically groped by a delegate during official Navajo Nation activities. What Amber Crotty did was unprecedented. No one had ever taken a stand like this, especially in a room full of Navajo men, the leaders of the largest tribe in the country. Crotty and other female employees say they had been told not to say anything. And when she took the floor, they tried to silence her. About five minutes into her testimony, Crotty's mic was turned off. But she continued to speak, only louder. When I talked to Delegate Crotty recently, she says shutting off her mic was just one example of the many microaggressions she has experienced as the only female council member. There's this assumed behavior here that the council sticks together in a way where you never want to make the council look bad. But Crotty was fed up. She had had it with a system that was failing women and young girls at every level. But talking about such things is taboo individuals will say, if you talk about it, you'll bring it here. You'll bring it here. Mm -hmm. And so what I have to remind our elders is to tell them it's here and it's happening. You see, leading up to this movement, two months before Crotty took a stand, tragedy struck the Navajo Nation. We're following breaking news right now. Come take a look at your screen. An Amber Alert has just been issued for this girl. Authorities say she was abducted yesterday afternoon. This morning, they are asking for your help in finding her. News Hundreds of law enforcement officers and volunteers have been scouring the area between Shiprock and Red Valley, Arizona. And we're getting chilling new details from the FBI and some new clues in the hunt for a child killer. Near the, the body of an 11-year-old girl who went missing Monday afternoon has been found. FBI spokesman Frank Fisher said... When Ashlyn, Mike, and her brother Ian didn't come home from school, their older sister was suspicious of a red van she saw. So she told her parents about it. They called the police and were put on hold. You see, the Navajo Police Department has less than 200 officers to cover 27,000 square miles, an area the size of West Virginia. When their dad filled out a missing persons report that night, it took seven hours before an Amber Alert went out. Nine-year-old Ian was freed and ran two miles for help, but his sister Ashlyn was raped and killed. 
it just touched every life here on Navajo Nation that really physically, emotionally, and spiritually changed what is important here on Navajo Nation. Janita, how did Ashlyn's disappearance affect you? I think it's probably every parent's worst nightmare. The fact that social media, the fact that Facebook was the way that Ashlyn's parents were reaching out and asking for help was terrifying. And people came from all over the Navajo Nation to search for Ashlyn Mike. Dahi, do you remember we stopped at the site? Um, There were a lot of teddy bears and flowers put on a fence. Mm -hmm. We stopped and we said a prayer for Ashlyn Mike and for all of our children. Reservations are being targeted by human traffickers right now. There is a Facebook page that is all about the missing people on the Navajo Nation. Now we're looking at how many Navajos are really missing. When Ash and Mike's funeral happened, and gosh, was that a hard time. A woman came up to me and said, my daughter has been missing for 12 years, and I just pray that she comes home. And I asked her, like, well, how are they supporting you? Like, what do you do when your child's been missing that long? And there really was nothing. She's like, I'm just waiting for the police. Ashlyn Mike's death unearthed something painful in Crotty. It triggered her own memories of abuse as a child and trauma surrounding sexual assault as an adult. Now, as a Navajo lawmaker, Crotty feels it's her duty to do everything in her power to protect the vulnerable. She started by speaking up for the thousands who are too afraid. The video of Crotty taking a stand went viral among indigenous communities. And now she barely goes a day without someone telling her their story. Just as we saw with the movement elsewhere, except most Navajo don't do hashtags. Delegate Crotty became their Facebook and their Twitter. She became their ear, their shoulder, their hope that something might change. What has been a struggle that I'm still struggling with, I cannot fix everybody's situation. And there's times that is so frustrating Crotty says for many, their abuse happened years ago, and the statute of limitations has run out. It's too late to seek any justice. This, this is a modern-day monster. It's killing our people because they're succumbing to their own abuse, their own neglect, their own violence. You literally, in Navajo, tear a child apart. You That's say you tear a child apart, you're talking about spiritually. Spiritually, emotionally. physically, emotionally, you literally tear that child apart. Studies show violence is a symptom of oppression, a symptom of built-up anger and hurt from the Navajo's own trauma that has never healed. In the 1860s, the federal government forced 10,000 Navajo people to walk 400 miles. Today it's known as the Long Walk. They marched in the harsh winter months and the most extreme summer heat. More than 3,000 people died of exposure, hunger, and disease. The idea, cooked up by the commander of the New Mexico Territory, was meant to solve the, quote, Navajo problem. Crotty has authored legislation and successfully lobbied for federal funding to install an Amber Alert system across the reservation, which, by the way, spans four states. In addition, Crotty co-sponsored legislation with Delegate Jonathan Hale to form a sexual assault prevention work group to develop more policies. Hale says he admires Crotty's leadership. I admire her courageousness and to acknowledge that 
this issue didn't just happen then. It didn't happen with her. Mm-hmm. It's been going on for, geez, probably several generations. I think people just need to realize that it's everywhere and that they need to open their eyes to it. There's a situation in which leadership needs to recognize and we need to address it one way or another, and it affects everybody. Hale says Delegate Crotty can't fight this fight alone. A lot more women are going to have to stand up, you know, stand up to the situation, stand up to be in leadership and try to make a difference. Hale and Crotty say there's still so much more that needs to be done, and not just at the legislative level, but at the police, hospital, education, and research levels as well. It sounds exhausting. It's not that it's exhausting. It's it's a choice that I made to be a Navajo Nation delegate. This is how I have interpreted in our teachings what leadership does. You know, my great-great-grandma who put a prayer in for me, she never imagined it would be me. Imagine her, her story and her life and what she endured for me to be here. She's literally survived death march and death camp for me to be here. You might recall historian Jennifer Danette Dale saying something similar in the last episode about her ancestors' sacrifice. In addition to Crotty's past, she looks to the future. She thinks of her two daughters and the life she wants for them. What do your girls think of you? Well, my my youngest, I know, because she wrote me a Mother's Day card Mm -hmm. that she thinks I go to meetings. (laughs) And she drew a podium with the Navajo Nation seal on it. Like, that's her. I just tell them I'm going to meetings to protect the children. And my oldest, because she's a ninth grader, she wrote a paper about me. She asked me a series of questions, and I felt very inspired that these were the questions that our youth were asking, and they are engaged, and at their level, see if they have strong leadership, what that means on behalf of the people in the nation. Delegate Crotty is not the first female council member. There's been a half dozen before her, and they didn't have it easy either. She says in the 1950s, Annie Wanika literally had to fight to be on the council floor. It's well documented, and so I, I, I feel very privileged to be in this time and this space to be a delegate. So things have changed. Things have changed. And it's possible. It is possible. Crotty considered a run for Navajo president, but stepped back because it wasn't the best time for her family. For now, she's running for a second term in council. That doesn't mean 2022 is out of the question. Do you think we'll see a female Navajo president in the near future, Danita? I absolutely do. There were three candidates who are running in this past primary election, and I don't think we're far off. I'm Laurel Morales. In our next episode, we'll learn more about you, Janita, and the lessons you've already given to Dahi. I'm Janita Benali. And I'm Dahi Benali. And you're listening to Changing Women.